It's us. Hi. We're the podcasters. It's us. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Sam. We're the Sibs. And you're listening to Swift and Swigs with Sibs. That's right. This is the podcast where a brother and a sister discuss two of their favorite things, Taylor Swift and cocktails. Every episode, we will choose a song from Taylor Swift's 200-plus song catalog. We'll each pair a cocktail with that song, and then we will break down our favorite musical mixology moments. Hey, Sam, are we ready for it? I think we are. Welcome, Swiggies. Welcome, indeed. Yeah. I just greeted Sam with some shades. They, they're heart-shaped shades. Yeah. Can you? And uh, can you even see me? I'm looking. Am I looking? Like, am I in my red area? Era? Yeah. Like. You're looking shady. I'm feeling 22 all of a sudden. No, it literally subtracted 20 years off of you. I think. All right, Swiggies. I'm taking off my shades. Welcome <laughs> to our podcast. Yeah. Those. Those look dark. You're listening to episode 22. Mm-hmm. We are so excited to talk about this song, but also mm-hmm. so excited to catch up on some Taylor tea. On all of the stuff. Um, There's been so many emotional experiences since since I have seen you. Sam, I just recently saw you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was so fun. Can you imagine th- this last weekend that of the Eras tour would have been great to experience together with you yeah particularly friday night um so rachel yes we if you missed out on episode 21 gold rush we were in person for that one and that's the first time we've been able to really be in person recording our podcast um today we're back to the remote connection and um it works just fine we are um you know we're we're millennials, so we're good with the, with the computers, um, just like Taylor Swift is a millennial. 22 was a long time ago, sure seems like, but ne- never mind. I digress. Um, but one of the things, besides recording a podcast, one of the things that we did together um, when we were together last week was we tuned into one of the surprise songs moments really um, during, where was she? Boston, right? Gillette Stadium. Pittsburgh. No, no, Pittsburgh hasn't even isn't even a stop. Was it Philly? Philly? No, it was the Boston show. It was the Boston shows. Okay, okay. And it was the it was oh, Saturday night okay. when it was pouring right. rain. Right, and a true that, rain show. Like yeah, start that to one finish, looked right. Yeah, it looked it looked sopping. That one looked and, miserable. Yeah, it didn't look yeah. So, so we tune in for that. What were our surprise songs? Oh yeah, it was Invisible, and question which we'll get into those songs particularly question we'll probably get into um because it's confusing and you know we had a little well well we just had fun watching it Let's just we, well, it was fun to like cuddle up on the couch and yeah look at our tiny screens and the rest of the family mm-hmm. was like what are they doing <laughs> no one gets us so That's much it. fun um but yeah since then do you want to talk about her new york Show or do we want to talk about? Okay, we need. Let's put a New York show first. Okay. Okay, and then that'll transition us into. Okay, 
So in the New York show, I feel like I can finally relate deeply mm -hmm. to the people that I see on TikTok who are like very angry with Taylor Swift for playing a surprise song that they weren't able to attend. Yeah. I now know the feeling. Yeah. I now can totally relate to that catchphrase. I am done with Taylor Swift <laughs> because I I am I feel personally victimized by her choosing to play Maroon and Getaway Car in uh, the same night. As you know, I'm going to the Eras tour on my birthday. And as you also might know, I think one of my top ten, five maybe, songs is Maroon. More so than Getaway Car. I like Maroon. And I was really hoping that for my birthday present she would play that. Now, it doesn't mean that she won't because she has repeated a song. She We've might repeat more songs. Mm -hmm. But it won't be the same because I, you know what I mean? And then, of course, Getaway Car with Jack Antonoff. That was the, the more... The, I, I can only imagine what that crowd felt when Jack Antonoff came on stage. And I was crying. I think it was, it was so wondered, cute. Yeah. Like, the moment that, you know, she, she starts to give, do, like, an intro, like, this long intro, and she's talking about how... So first year she's like, I've got this friend and I want him to come out here and there's this song that you've been wanting us to play and so okay, so Jack Antonoff appears. He does that long walk and then he goes, New Jersey and it was like so cool. <laughs> and everyone's excited and, and and now when I watched this, I must admit I'd already seen I didn't watch yeah. it live. I had seen that getaway car was there. So yeah, it wasn't, me neither. I didn't have the lead up surprise. Yeah. But the cutest part Sam, this is what made me cry. Okay. I have a very strong memory, and I've probably mentioned this before in our, like, sort of getaway car show, of the making of Getaway Car has mm -hmm. such a strong imprint on my heart about when I discovered, it was kind of like my first connection with Taylor as a writer, because yeah. she was going through this process of trying to figure out what the words, words were. And what was adorable in this intro is that Jack was, like, giving the intro that, like, so we were, like, trying to figure this out, this song, and, like, you would say something, and I would say something, and you would say something, I would say something. But I I don't think they did this. I couldn't tell because the crowd was loud. But it would have been cool if they were just, like, ah! They weren't really bantering. It would have been really right. great to have that. But it, I think they, like, smiled at each other yeah. in that moment. So they, they knew. So. Right. There's this whole intro that, I mean, I've talked about before, but if you haven't seen it, we'll link to it. About how she and Jack were renting a getaway car, and they were getting to—they were in the bridge, and they were trying to figure it out. Put money in the back. That's when the foot's really ever saw me. Ah! And that ends, and I like get chills and cry every time I hear that because it's just like such a rush of a feeling. And then they yeah. busted into this song, and so I just was like bawling tears because I have—I don't have a lot of these like past moments that this was like my early days of taylor swift of, it was like i taylor was 15 swift and just discovering her again and yeah mm -hmm. just hearing that song oh yeah, i know i know i mean it was it's amazing that we have those videos to watch like it's still it's it's an incredible experience to to watch um even through the internet but to have been there would have been incredible okay um, remind me i know you haven't seen the full set list did you know that neither of those songs were on the set list um 
I, I kind of assumed because I've seen so many clips. Yeah. You just haven't of seen people, those clips. Yeah. And I feel like if yeah, I would have seen a getaway car clip if that was on her set. So I mm-hmm. kind of assumed it wasn't. Okay. Um, Maroon, I I same thing. So at this point, yep. I sort of know which songs aren't are not right. Or I I guess I don't I don't know. I mean, you sure. can't I, like name it right now, but you've like kind of figured out. I feel like I know. 85 to 90 percent of the songs at this yeah. point but yeah. i also like don't remember which songs are, well, no. are at the right. top of my head um so no i wasn't totally sure but also okay the second night of new york also yeah. broke my heart because another top 10 song of mine is false god and that one was beautiful played on the piano um and of course she chose that. She's in New York City. Of course she chose Maroon. She's in New York City. I know. She writes so much about New York City. I didn't even think about that going into this weekend. I didn't connect the fact that she's playing in New York, which is like, you know, her love. Like she considers right. New York to be or home. Who she is. I'm New York City. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. God. So I'm glad she played False God for that, for the crowd then. But again, I was done with Taylor Swift after that moment. Um, and then, of course, she played Welcome to New York. Yeah. How how could you not miss that opportunity? That was um, a surprise because I think a lot of people thought that that would have been the first song chosen the first night as yeah, the surprise two, song. Two on the nose, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. But, I mean, she's yeah. been on the nose for other ones, too. She has. So that I think, and um, she didn't even do an intro. She just, like, walked out and started singing it. Hmm. There was no... I didn't notice that. Yeah, it was a total surprise. And so, okay, here's the other interesting thing. So, yes, so she played Welcome to New York, and then her second song of the third night was her first repeat, which was Cling. Yeah. So, Welcome to New York, opening song of 1989. Cling, closing song of 1989. Original, mm-hmm. whatever. Standard, yeah. So there's mm-hmm. a buzz. Does that is that like a 1989 hint that it's coming soon? I mean, of course it's coming eventually, but yeah. we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting. I did think yeah. as soon as I heard both those songs, I was like, wait, maybe she's gonna then and make an announcement because the Welcome to New York was such a weird intro that I thought mm-hmm. maybe it like wasn't. She was like gonna play an extra bonus song or something. Or something bonusy was going to happen, but it didn't. The bonusy thing was everyone got to hear "Clean," which is such an amazing song. Um, Okay, so that that is our wrap up of the of the surprise songs recently. Okay. Yes. We got another sort of surprise song, if you will. Yeah, we got a lot of surprise songs, if you will. We did leading up to this tour, uh, or to to this weekend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We got some. You know, we heard that Taylor was doing good and that she was on some new shit. And, I mean, I don't mean to bounce around, but we always forget about we're doing good and we're on some new shit. Yeah. And um, she gave us some new music, and we got to listen. And that's my new shit that I will be talking about today anyway. So. Let's get, let's get let's right in. Let's transition to that. Let's, let's transition. Well, yeah. So, yes. Taylor released three four new songs three new songs one okay so she released hits different finally on streaming 
Um, she released more Lana Del Rey on Snow on the Beach. She released Karma yes. featuring Ice Spice. Ice she Spice. released a Midnight's Vault track, which has blown everybody's mind. <sighs> <sighs> Did you enjoy that sigh? <laughs> yeah, that that and that could be a whole hour of conversation. Um, it will be. It will be. It will be an entire album hour of itself. Yeah. One of these days, because just like you said, we're gonna get new music to have to talk to, and I'm gonna want to talk about that song. We there's so much to talk about with that song. You're losing me is of course what we're talking about. You're, yeah, you're losing me is the title. All we can say, all we'll say for now. All I want to say for now is that it was just so sad and so good um, as far as a song goes. Um, and I mean, when she announced that there's a vault track called You're Losing Me, I immediately was like, yeah. oh, my God, what oh are we in gosh. for? And yeah, yeah. it's a uh, it's it's a heavy one. I have so many thoughts. Yeah. But I know that we're probably going to want to save it. Yeah. Moving beyond that one, though, how do you feel about the snow on the beach featuring more Lana? OK, I loved it. Loved it. I loved so it, much. too. So Did you know much. that the fandom is not a huge, doesn't love it as much, but I think it, it's incredible. I've just heard some negative feedback about it. Um, don't ask me why. I have no clue. I think it's I so really great. I really loved it. It gave me instant chills. Like, I just... Yeah, it was a different production. Obviously, yeah. you get way more Lana, and her voice is perfect on this song. Her voice is I perfect. I like it better. Yeah. I thought it was fun. Now, now... I think because all along I was like bored by Snow on the Beach. It's kind yeah. of it's kind of one note and there was just something about the way that Lana came in and gave it like her own melody to yeah. her verse mm-hmm. that that like just gave it dimension. Right, right. I really loved it. I was really glad. I loved it too. And it. I uh I I I don't know how you can like interpolate it into the Midnight Standard Edition and replace it unless you like burn your own CD yes, which haven't done that since I was 22. Um, but uh, yeah, okay. The last thing to mention is Karma featuring Ice Spice. Rachel, what are okay. your thoughts? So amazing. I don't. I haven't listened to a lot of Ice Spice, so mm-hmm. um, she's a new artist to me. And I, I thought the okay, song itself amazing. Her. Her addition to it, gosh, I love rap. I really do. Mm-hmm. Anytime you like add in rap to pop music, like it just again with the dimension. I love a song that like gives me different vibes and different moods. And like Karma's another song. I'm gonna not be a fan of Swift of the Swifty world, but like I was like, eh, it's cute, it's fun. I've never been a giant fan of it. Just like something about it adding in that different layer of it is fun for me. Yeah, I think it's always fun when you take a beloved song and you switch it up. I don't think she did any harm by releasing this different version featuring Ice Spice. I've heard a lot of negative feedback about this one as well, that they people don't think that Ice Spice really contributed much. She has a very specific style of rapping where it's sort of slow-paced, yeah. and I feel like it, it was a little interesting uh, in the fast-paced upbeatness of Karma. Mm. But I, I didn't dislike it. Um, of course, we got a music video with it, and that was, I, fun. That was so fun. So many Easter eggs. Um, 
Okay, I thought the cutest we'll... part of the reveal of the music video, she, Taylor released it at her Friday night concert. It was coming out yeah. midnight on Friday night. But yeah. pre-release, she showed it to her audience mm-hmm. as soon as it was like the part where she would be doing karma. And the cutest thing to me was that she had everybody, like all her dancers on the stage sitting down and like yeah. doing a viewing party of it. Yeah, she posted that picture on her Instagram, and I thought it was the cutest thing ever. The cutest <laughs> Of them just sitting on the stage, just yeah. giddy, watching it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, of course, there's, like, the whole fact that it was Ice Spice, who's present in a bit of a controversy right now. Um, with, I, gee, we probably should have just done an entire Taylor Tea Time episode, Rachel. There's just a lot to talk about. But, um, if we're just going to keep it focused on the music for right now, then. Let's just focus that, on the music. And then we'll yeah. get into, like, the controversy yeah. of the stuff yeah. later. Um, but it was good. I, I'm just so excited to have yet more more Taylor Swift songs to, to get into. So, Agreed. Agreed. Um, okay, I would like to transition into this segment where we discuss uh, what new music we're listening to, doing good I, on some new shit. Yeah, and um, I already told you my new shit because I was just – told me yours, and yeah. I chose something that's adjacent – Okay. And that is Ice Spice. I've been fun, I, great. Yeah, I mean Taylor said I chose Ice Spice because yeah. she was a big fan of hers for the last like few months, and she just thinks that she's the it girl right now. And I can't help but think, wow, good for Ice Spice. If Taylor Swift says that, yeah. I probably am one of a billion people that started listening to Ice Spice this week. So, um, so yeah, I just put on uh, the. This is Ice Spice uh, playlist on Spotify, and uh, kind of went went through a little tasting of her discography, and she's fun. Um, okay, I think it's time that we start sipping on some cocktails, and we get into yes, our yes, yes. Swift of the week. Um, Rachel, I'm so curious, why did you choose our song this week? Go ahead and let us know hmm, what we're the, about to get the, into and why. Okay, so I mean, it took. I'm a mastermind, right? And it took me yep. uh, a lot of times to like really figure out like what could I do what could I do what could I do episode 22 oh I'm feeling 22 <laughs> yes and I was so excited when you announced it too I was like secretly hoping you were aware of the episode number and that you wouldn't miss the opportunity um and you didn't fail because me. there are not very many songs with numbers okay I only but here's the thing three. there are oh, give me the thing but in the in the in the context of all of her songs, which is like yes. at 250 at this point, you're right. There's okay. not that many. But it's something that she has sung about a lot. She sings about age in yes. many of her songs, and yes. this is one of three songs that actually has the number in the as song as the title. As the title, yeah. Um, and and all that aside, this is such. A fun song mm-hmm. to get yeah. into. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's just a fun song. I thought it's a fun song to prepare us for the Eras tour in case it's on the in case it's on the set list. But either way, it it is a fun song to get into. So before we, you know, feel go out with our friends as twenty two year olds, we need we need something to swig on. Yeah. Sam, tell me what you're swigging on today. Okay, so uh, I was inspired by the lyric Breakfast at Midnight. 
So I made a cocktail that I've made at our, at the Snitching Lady Distillery before at my bar. Um, but it's been a couple of years since I've, I've made this one. Um, pulling it into frame, it is a bourbon cocktail. Okay. Um, I usually call it Sunday brunch, but I think in today's episode I'm going to call it breakfast at midnight. Um, yep. It's a breakfasty. Everything that like, goes into this cocktail is breakfasty. So I've got uh, bourbon, which I don't know isn't really breakfasty, but it kind of depends on. Depends what, on when you're drinking it. If you're drinking, you're drinking it. If you're <laughs> yeah. having breakfast at midnight, you're probably right. still drinking. No, you're totally right. So that's sort of the thought here. Is that's the midnight yeah. portion of the breakfast. Right. Yeah. So um, we also have um, orange juice in here um, maple syrup goes into here and coffee goes into here um, coffee and orange juice yeah and then a dash of nutmeg I really like the the spice mm. flavor and then how it uh, it helps this cocktail come alive a little bit um, of course you gotta garnish a breakfast cocktail with a slab of bacon okay I have to try that one because that sounds so interesting it's, it's honestly so good um it's like, it's very smooth. I'm not talking about the taste. I'm talking about the, like, the, it's like velvet on your palate. I don't yeah. know if that's the coffee that does that, but it's like very velvety. Um, the OJ is is subtle and enough. Cold. And it is a cold drink. Yes, I do shake yeah. this over ice. Um, the coffee is not very much, but just enough to give you like a, a bitter coffeeness to it. Um, the okay. maple syrup is obviously going to sweeten it up. The OJ gives yeah, it some acidity. Yeah. So it's like all of the perfect balancey things that you like to put in a cocktail. Um, mm. And then the bacon is just a nice salty little touch to the end of it. So cheers. Hey, you know what, Sam? I want to cheers with another breakfast at midnight. You know, I wondered if you would. <laughs> I um, kind of just thought that might happen. Yeah. Here we go. All I, right. I, what do you got? Just a little bit of different, but a lot of similarities. Okay. okay. So I've got my main spirit is bourbon. Mm-hmm. And we're adding uh, some simple syrup into that, but it's a, this is a bacon maple simple syrup. Oh, did you that make I that? Made. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yum. You, you, you kind of boil down the bacon and the maple syrup and the water, as you would make a, um, a syrup. And... It's got, so there's your bacon maple flavor, okay? Okay. And so then you shake it with a little bit of iced tea. So instead of coffee, we've got some iced tea. Gotcha. Um, mm-hmm. to, to, I think I think some cold coffee would be just as good. This could be really interesting. But I did I, totally. I did the the blackened tea. So I got and and you've got like a little sweet ma- maple bacon garnish that you put right in there. Wow. <laughs> okay, those um, are very similar cocktails, but you're right, different in their own way. Yeah, yeah. So, cheers to breakfast at midnight. Cheers, breakfast at midnight. Should we come up with different names for for our cocktails? Our cocktails? Like right no, now, we have I like the that. That's name. the same. It's it's breakfast at midnight. Rachel's version. Rachel's version. Breakfast at midnight. Sam's version. Sam's version. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. I like that. All right, cheers to that. Cheers We're going to get into the spirit of the song. We've given us pretty similar spirits for our cocktails. The spirit of this song. I think I'm going to go first, Sam, since I chose this song. Yes, please do. You know, I think that my 
the, the, I get a couple of spirits from the song. I think, like, on surface level, this is exa- a song that sings all about what it's like to be 22. Hanging yes. out with your friends, dealing with heartbreak, dealing yeah. with adulting, but, but, like, you know, just wanting to forget about it just for a night. Mm-hmm. And it's just like one of those carefree pop songs that you want to sing with your friends. Or is Very. It? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, 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 I sense that you have a, a theory or two about this song. I have a couple. And one of them is I love the idea that Taylor Swift, and maybe this is just because in future songs and future eras, we get a lot more of Taylor Swift kind of breaking that third wall and speaking to the listeners, to the media. Time out. You just said third wall, which is something that you've always made fun of me for saying. Because the phrase is supposed to be fourth wall, and I didn't know that one time. And I'm just glad I influenced you. I just had to call you out on that. Okay, called out. Okay, time in. Time in. They broke the fourth wall. The fifth, the 22nd, I don't know. It's hard to keep track of how many walls we've got. She broke the fourth wall and is speaking to the media, to the fans, to the whatever, and saying, hello, I'm 22, and this is how I'm supposed to live my life, okay? Like, this wild and crazy and, and yes, breaking up and getting back together and all of the things that you make fun of me for, but that's what 22-year-olds are supposed to do. And I yeah. think that this was a time when she was getting starting to get – bigger and bigger and getting a lot more ridicule especially as this album red we haven't even mentioned that it comes from the red album of course this is only red. our second song from this album that I we've discussed know. how it's it's amazing and, and i love this song. album so this is actually our first og yeah mm-hmm. red song yeah from the from the red because we did a vault track prior yes, yes exactly um, okay yeah you're right. So, so that's that's another perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, what what's some spirit? Any spirits that you're picking up on this one? Um, I just want to chime in real quick um, and and say there are some construction projects happening in my house right now. So forgive I any hear background. Nothing. By the way, I hear it. I hear it in my feed. So okay. um, So just want to acknowledge that if that's if that's something that we can hear. Um, it's not an axe murder or grinding some bones, but okay. So yeah, I mean, I think you pretty much summed up the the gist of it that the song is about. Well, she sings about a lot of emotions that being twenty two means, but ultimately, I think it's fun, and that's kind of the what she's trying to convey is that it's it's fun being twenty two, um, and it's mostly about just like letting loose with. The people you're with, like, namely friends, I think. Um, but I also think that there's a little bit of, like, a flirtatious romance theme in this song as well. Uh, and we'll get into that with the lyrics. Now, did you – have you seen the performance where she performed this song live to fans before Red was ever released? I don't think I have. Okay. So it's on YouTube. Okay, um, let's go back and watch. I will, we will link it, um, but there's three or four songs in this video that she's playing acoustically, and it's almost like a secret sessions where the album hadn't come out yet. So this was filmed in August of 2012. This album didn't come out until October, 
the, the song 22 wasn't a single until the next year. So this, it's great to watch because it's her fans. It's a very intimate. They're, like, all sitting on the ground, cross-legged, and she's just, like, standing, sitting on a stool with her guitar playing these never-before-heard songs. And when she plays 22, I love how the audience just giggles at that first line, which we'll get into. But she, leading up to this song, um, leading up to this performance before she plays it, she talks about what this next song that she's about to play was about. And for her, she says that she wrote it when she was 22, and she recognized that at that moment, that was the most fun year that she'd ever had. And she really just enjoyed the feeling of the ridiculous nonsense of being 22 and all the crazy fun that she was getting into with her friends at that time. That's her introduction to playing that song. And yeah, it's just so fun because no one had ever heard it before. And so you kind of get the audience's reaction. Yeah. And um, so yeah, we'll link to that. Check it out. That's so um, fun. But yeah, that's that's the spirit, I guess. Um, what I, I, I have, a few other things I feel like are the spirit, but I think they have a good place as we go into the lyrics. But one thing I was going to say is I feel like this is a great example of a transition song into 1989. Yeah. Um, this is, I feel like 1989 is really her kind of brave, confident, uh, fun girl, F you kind of <laughs> moment. Like, mm-hmm. in a different way than Reputation was. But just like really letting loose. Mm-hmm. And... And 22 is that moment that she was kind of really starting to let loose. And it makes sense that she says, like, that 22 was her best year. And I think that maybe that best year probably led to some of the songs that made it onto the 1989 album. Well, and I feel, too, that 22, the Red Area, the Red Era was a bit more innocent. And 1989 mm-hmm. was a bit more provocative. And yeah. this song, 22 is like that that you're explaining it's the great intro to 1989 where she's like young and out dancing and partying going out and all that yeah but the 22 the lyrics are a little bit more kind of cutesy they're pulled back back for sure and and 1989 is a bit more like more mature and sexy so you're right it's a great precursor they're similar or 22 would fit on 1989 it's just a little bit younger version literally so let's get into the musical mixology of it all okay so yeah i love to bring up anytime we're gonna do a song that's produced written and produced by max martin and shellback are some of my favorite taylor swift songs because every song where max martin is involved with taylor swift are some of my favorites i love they're so catchy and the musical mixology of 22 is very dancey. It's very poppy. It's very, it's very catchy. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just, it's such a fun, catchy bop. And I prefer it over some of her other radio bops um, because it's, in a way, very simple. Um, I like the repetition of it. Uh, I like the the beat and I like the the fade of the bridge when it like the the music sort of like mutes and 
morphs a little bit, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I don't know if and I noticed that. it builds cool. again. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, what, I, what I noticed, like, so we, we, it starts off with this, like, this beginning lick of a guitar. Is that, is that, is that what you call it, a lick? <laughs> I don't know. But yes, I forgot okay. to mention it's that. It's just like, bang, ding, 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 ding. That really mm-hmm. doesn't sound like it, but it sounds like it in my head. Okay. And it's it's like, a little twangy. It's it's twangy, and it's just tongue. kind of simple. There's not much going on with it, and I get this image in my mind of like a bunch of girls like, hey, yeah, like you put that on, and you're like, okay, we're getting ready. I can I live with some girlfriends in Chicago. Like this is what we did when we were 22. Yeah. Literally, like we put music on, we got ready to go, and then once we get to that chorus, the music swells, just like you said it did. Like it swells yeah. into this like club music, like. Now we're transitioning. Now we're out. This is fun. Now we've got big sounds, big music, big moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A I lot like of big moments, musical moments in, in this song. Um, What's interesting, I'm curious how you felt. Had you listened to this song? Oh, obviously you had. You listened to this song before it was a Taylor's version song. You correct. knew it. Yeah. Who I didn't? did not. So... You didn't hear it on the radio? No. You didn't hear it in Target? Rachel, I know you go to Target once a week. It was blasting in Targets. Sam, anytime Red Album comes up, I'm going to have this conversation. And this actually has a really big impact on this song, particularly. But I became a mother in August of 2012. The Red Album came out in October of 2012. Not only did I not listen to Taylor Swift before, but post-motherhood, I didn't listen to music at all, really. Like, if I was listening to music, I was maybe listening to my past playlists on my iPod, okay? I was not listening to the radio. I couldn't play radio in the car because I had a kid that didn't sleep well. I Maybe I was listening to po- – this is when I, like, maybe found some podcasts. Maybe I found some whatever. Um, mm-hmm, a lot of talk radio, mm-hmm. okay? So – that's if I did, fair. I was probably annoyed by it because I was yeah. not 22 and I was mad about it. Okay. <laughs> so if I heard this song, yeah. I would have uh-huh. rolled my eyes and said, get out of here with your fun life at 22. Yeah. With, with a little bit of jealous scorn. Yes. Probably some <laughs> yeah. jealousy. And so, so. You probably heard it, but repressed it a little bit. Exactly. Um, I don't remember, like, I, it kind of came out, like, I probably, yes, heard it in the background, maybe a background of a commercial or whatever, but I did not mm-hmm. know it well. So right. when okay. Taylor's version came out, there was a lot of buzz about the sound quality. And so I'm curious what you noticed, how the sound quality was different, and if that bothered you in any way, or if you liked it better or worse, about the same. Well, I can't say that. Taylor's version bothers me um, because I didn't listen to um, 22 stolen version, as I think we're calling it. Okay. I um, Religiously, I only ever heard it on the radio. And I, I mean, I'm shocked that you just didn't know it because I thought it was one of the biggest songs of the year. I listened to radio. I'm on the internet. I watch TV. I watch movies. I go shopping in commercial centers. So I'm feeling judged. I, I don't know. It's not judgment. It's confusing. Confusement? Confusion? <laughs> it's happy, free, 
confusion. Confused. Okay. You know what it reminded me of is someone older than 22 singing a song. (laughs) And I think there are moments of someone who's, like, in her 40s where, like, sometimes I feel like I need to be a little, like, I'm made to feel embarrassed that I listen to the same kind of pop music that, like, my 10-year-old listen to okay and and so like I know I probably sound a lot like a mom when I'm singing some of these things right and so to me but it's almost sounds not in a bad way but in a like I remember what it was like at 22 and now I have some knowledge and there's some some perspective yeah and so I can sing this differently it's still the same feeling it's yeah. still the same vibe I'm seeking, but I also am embodying a person who has a lived experience. So I kind of like it. I like. Wow, that got really deep just now, I'm, Rachel. I'm telling you, I got some deep moments in this song. This is not just a this is not just a bop, as I said. I think there's some deeper moments here okay. that I'm having fun pulling out. Well, let's start breaking down the lyrics then let's and tackle it, it all. How about? Yeah. Um, I, I can't tell if she's like making fun of hipsters or if she's like embracing what that would be like. What are your See, thoughts? I cannot step away from this first. These first opening lines are immediately falling all too well on the album. Okay. Oh, we do have to acknowledge yes, that. Exactly. We haven't even mentioned the placement of this song on the album. And I know, we know Taylor's a mastermind. That was intentional. Every bit of it was intentional. So we just finished, if you're listening to the album, Red, front to back, you just Mm -hmm. finished listening to, you know, the original version of Taylor really raking Jake Gyllenhaal through the ropes. I mean, she took it, him through that. Right. So you're crying. You've got tears. You are so sad. And what you know a little bit about is that he likes to listen to indie records and he Mm -hmm. has this air of being thinking he's cooler than she is Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. now this isn't even before uh we hadn't even heard i'll bet you think about me yet we hadn't heard that nor have we heard a line in the all too well 10 minute version which says Mm -hmm. what happened when she was 21 and yeah. it said it's supposed to be fun when you're turning 21. Okay, we don't know this yet, but we know that that was a line that Taylor wrote about All Too Well. Okay, mm-hmm. so she knows that. She has this, like, season of her 21st era, whatever, that was kind of bad. And she follows it up with 22. And the first line there is, it's like a perfect night to dress up like hipsters and make fun of our exes, which... I think what she's saying there is, oh, hey, Jake. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, you're and, right. You're so right. And I think that's why I say it. I think this song has a whole lot more of a meaning than just like, let's go out and have fun with our girlfriends. I think this was a very intentional way of say, of, of describing the process mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. breakups. The 22 part of this breakup is when she's trying to live a better life. When she's trying, she's like, I'm over it. I'm over him. I know I just made you cry during All Too Well. <laughs> right. But 
pick yourself up. We're going to have fun and we're going to make fun of our exes. And this is what your friends do. Like they pick you up. They have fun. They make you dance. So this is what's happening. This is what she's yeah. doing. And she's telling you, I'm okay right now. We just mm-hmm. made fun of our exes. It's the perfect night for breakfast at midnight. Cheers. Cheers. Which I love that. Okay, but I'm, I have to read this to you because I like to look on the internet like what, you know, lyrics and things. And somebody described oh, what a breakfast at midnight is. Okay. In a like Wikipedia sort of way. It said, Midnight breakfasts are communal meals served at night, consisting <laughs> of traditional breakfast items. They are popular in American colleges, organized usually with the aim of alleviating the stress of finals from students. In these type of settings, socializing is common in these settings. The general idea is for students to have fun. I mean, yeah, that's not wrong, but that's a little too literal for the need of the explanation of this. All I think she's saying here is, we're up late, we're partying, let's go get some breakfast. Let's maybe make a cocktail that tastes like breakfast but has some booze in it. Exactly. We got to acknowledge, here's another midnight call out, Rachel. Yeah. So when she announced that her 10th studio album was going to be called Midnight's, everyone was like, oh, you have been singing about Midnight a lot, haven't a lot. you? This yeah. is just one of those examples. Um, she, loves a, she loves a Midnight reference, early hours in the morning reference. So I love the line to fall in love with strangers because mm-hmm. that's another thing you do when you're like yes. carefree and partying. You just like pick someone you're like, oh, I love them. I'm going to fall in love with them. And then, it's you know you don't even know them yet, but that's what you do when you're young. You don't. That's what you do when you're having fun, but it's yeah. also what you do when you're trying to force a move on from a bad breakup. Yep. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, as carefree as this song and hints at, I mean, we're about to get into happy, free, confused, and lonely at the same time. Yeah. It's miserable and magical. She's describing right there. There are a lot of feelings that are happening. Yes. A lot of emotions. When you're 22, you are still an adolescent, but you also think that you're like a mature adult. The generations above you think that you don't know anything. The people below you think that you're – the people younger than you think that you are – a mature person to look up to like it's a very confusing time it's happy because you're with friends a lot it's free because you're no longer living under your parents house it's confusing because you don't know what you're doing with your life it's lonely because when you go through a breakup you think oh my gosh my life is over it's miserable because everything's so hard it's magical because you're so young i love how she just strings all of those words together in five seconds time not even. It's happy, free, confused, and lonely at the same time. It's miserable and magical. Um, when yeah. I – so this is where I get back into, okay, I really think about – I heard this song in 2021, okay? This, yeah. is, this is when I'm first hearing this song. And I went through a bit – when I listened to Red, I went through a bit of a kind of mourning experience – that I didn't have this album 
in the fall of 2012 because as I said in the fall of 2012 I had a baby and I was going through some miserable magical moments okay mm-hmm. I was happy free confused and lonely at the same time all the time okay and <laughs> yeah. I really just wanted to feel like I was 22 and I know if I had listened to this song this would have been the anthem that I would have put on at four o'clock in the afternoon when I was sick of being home I had I was home I was not working like I used to. I had lost that part of my life. I had gained this beautiful, amazing human being in my life that I didn't really know how to take care of. Right. And I didn't even know who I was. It's just, it is happy, free, and confusing and lonely all at the same time. It really is. This would have been my anthem. I'm grieving yeah. that. So when I heard it, I was like, darn, I wish I would have had that. But you know what? The beauty of this song is... You can listen to it at 41 and still feel like yeah. it's it's an anthem for you, for anybody. It's a good way to put it, Rachel. It's an anthem. Whether you're 22 or 41 or 33 or 98, it, it's an anthem because it's we've all been 22. I guess if you're younger than 22, you haven't, but... <laughs> But you'll but get the there. song, you'll get there, and she does a really good job of conveying what it's gonna feel like when you do get there, yeah. or what it felt like when you were there. And she even says, "Dancing like we're 22." Correct. Which yeah. I think is an invitation to say, like, this isn't just a bop that we play when we're 22 and we're going out with our friends. Like, this mm-hmm. is a whole vibe that we yeah. can all embody. When you are having, this is like. Lizzo's, you know, I'm coming out tonight. I'm coming out tonight. It's, mm-hmm. you know, we're going out. And you you are miserable and magical, but you can also be happy and free. And, yeah. and like, we all need to feel that sometimes. Well, and she also starts her chorus with, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. As if, like, you don't have to be 22. It's about yes. the feeling of being 22. Right. And I don't know about you. I don't. I don't know if you're down to just get wild and crazy and, and free and confused and lonely at the same time tonight. But I am, yeah. and everything will the be all right. The amazing thing, this that line, I don't know about you, you don't know about me, is sung um, or is produced with like a bunch of like layered sounds. So it mm-hmm. sounds like a crowd saying, "I don't know about you. You don't know about me." Yeah. Which is the perfect thing. I cannot wait to shout this at the concert, right? Yeah. Like, to be in a room of a bunch of people just going, you don't know about me! Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's it, going to sound that good. Yeah. I'm I'm so excited for this moment in the concert, too. I, I've definitely seen footage. I know this is in the concert and the heiress yeah. tour. Because she has that moment where she takes off her hat and she gives it to some lucky person. Yes. And it becomes like... Gosh, a very special moment for that person. It's going to be so amazing when she hands it to you in Denver and she hands it to me in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Do you think she can toss it all the way up to Section 300 where I'm I'm standing? We'll get an escort. Don't worry. (laughs) Yeah, that gets us into the second verse here. Mm -hmm. She kind of repeats that same start it feels like one of those nights uh, I guess the first time she said a perfect night but it feels like one of those nights this is an interesting sort of scene that she lays out here 
She says, this place is too crowded, too many cool kids. Who's Taylor Swift anyway? Ew. <laughs> and, you know, she's done this before, especially in this album, where she acknowledges that, um, she, and, and we've talked about this, where she, because she's like a mainstream pop artist at this point, she realizes that maybe her music isn't viewed as it's cool, um, and it's not, you know, what the hipsters would like. It's it's not indie enough for certain people, maybe, that she's been with. Um, and that's what she's conveying here. Yeah, I, th- I think it's interesting how she would once describe herself as an outsider and wasn't cool, and now she's so cool that she has to leave in order to have fun. She has to yeah. ditch the whole scene. So, yeah, and then the end of the second verse, I think, is probably my favorite line. End up dreaming instead of sleeping, mm-hmm. which is a very Taylor thing to say. Totally. Because, of course, you can't – normally, literally, you can't dream without sleeping, but here she's doing yeah. the opposite. I mean, that's yeah. what she just takes – it's like a whole different meaning of the word, dreaming, but it's connected to sleeping. And so it just – it has that yes. bigger impact because of that play on words. I just love it. So that's kind of the song. Yeah, I mean, what's interesting? So we have a bridge. Kind of, I think technically. Well, right. I actually think the part of the bridge I like the most is not the lyrics as much as the like, like you were talking about the like ramping yes. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's my favorite part of the bridge. Right. <laughs> yeah. Then, then even like the the words that she's singing. Because it mm. really, like, it just swells and gets you wanting to, like, jump up on your feet. Like, it's so fun. Yeah. Okay, but the very unique thing that she does in this bridge is she inserts the line, you look like bad news. Mm. I gotta have you. And this is now, what, the third episode in a row of a song that we've discussed by Taylor Swift where she talks about getting involved with somebody, being attracted to somebody that isn't a good idea. And we didn't plan to do three episodes in a row, but it's just a theme that she brings up quite a lot, is you look like bad news, but I got to have you. She's attracted to this, like, maybe bad boy energy or what she can't have or what is taboo. And it's a really fun way for her to... I also immediately went to blank space with that with these particular lines. Um, it sounds In blank space. It's the opposite. She's the bad news, right? Yeah, and maybe that's maybe that's why. But like in blank space, she's like making fun of herself for always like going on to the next guy. I gotta have you. You're bad news, mm. but I gotta have you. Um. Yeah. Or like I or make you look good, like my next mistake. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, that that's kind of what I was thinking, which is just another reason why this is a great transition into 1989. Um, yeah, good point. And but I, I especially like at the end of this that she's like, I gotta have you. <laughs> and I think <laughs> to me it sounds a little bit like, well, now the shots have really set in. And she's really tipsy after this <laughs> night. 
and she's now After like, her breakfast at midnight. She's, yeah, she's, they're having their breakfast. She's like, I gotta have you. And she does sound a little drunk. Yeah, that's 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 the key yeah. thing I get from her. But it yeah. also then, it sounds a little bit like desperation, which is I think is so self aware because I think. In, it, again, if we go back to the placement of this song on the album and the intentionality of it, I think she's saying that even though like this was fun, whatever, like she still has a little bit of desperation about wanting to have you, have a person in her life. And I think mm-hmm. she knows that mm-hmm. about herself. God. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking of... I'm, now I'm coming back to the beginning thinking about... You're losing me, and some of the other ways that she's talked about herself. And Rachel is now crying. <laughs> this song, this silly, silly song, is making me emotional. Okay, before we move on, I'm gonna do one thing real quick. What is he doing? Sam just left. Is he doing a costume change? I think he's doing, I think this is part of the reveal. Oh my God, I'm so excited. What could be the sign? I have an idea. I have an idea because this is, I think, one of Sam's favorite songs. And I'm really excited if it's, if I'm wrong and we're doing me, then I'm just going to be laughing so hard. Okay. You're telling, telling jokes? We're going to see, we're going to see if I uh, guessed. Oh, were you were you predicting the song I'm choosing yeah. for next week? Yeah, I have a prediction, but I don't think I said it in the prediction. Okay. Um, is out. this the time of the episode where I, I let you know what I've chosen for next week? Yeah. Okay. But I have to do my intro. Okay. Sam, we've made our way through the podcast. We were happy, free, confused, and lonely in the best way. I might have cried a little bit. <laughs> miserable and magical. Mm-hmm. But now it's one of those times your favorite time when you're supposed to tell me what our swift of the week is next week i don't know about you but i bet you're gonna do me <laughs> you are that, wrong oh, ooh, 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 ooh. that was not my guess i have a guess and i didn't uh, go just go tell me okay so the song i've chosen next week yeah. is a song i'm so excited about yeah. more than like a reputation song. It's not a reputation okay. song. I don't. Okay. It's, okay. It is. It's different. Oh. <laughs> you didn't. You did not realize. You did not have any idea. That was not. I was about to do one, two, three, uh, and that was not what I had. Okay, it's different. I'm just excited, so I blurted it out before you were ready. But <laughs> that was not really I, my guess. We will right. totally get into this, but let me just say for now, Rachel. Yeah. I did not realize how good this song was yeah. until I. very recently. So okay. Great. get ready. We're going to need a lot of time next week to break down that lyrical masterpiece. Okay. So, And it's finally on streaming. And yeah. um, so we can just, I just wanted to take Ready. advantage of that yeah. so we can just listen to it, break it down, Excellent. pair some cocktails have some fun for episode Get back into our Midnight Sarah, our Up Till Dawn Midnight Sarah. I cannot wait. Uh That hits different. Um, Okay, so we have next week's song, and it now feels like one of those times when we ditch the whole scene. This whole podcast scene. That's right. It's also one of those times when we invite our listeners that everything will be all right if you keep us next to you. So come give us a like, 
follow, rate, and review on our socials. You can follow us at Swift and Swigs Pod. I'll bet you want to. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey! And if you're new to this podcast and you're wondering who is Swift and Swigs with Swibs podcast anyway, <laughs> ew. <laughs> Just come and find us on the internet. It's it's a fun time. We post all of our content of our cocktails and, you know, our, our, our times when we get together in person or on the internet. Um, we just have so much fun. I gotta have you, Rach. Yeah. We wanna have you, Swiggies. Aww. We do. Aww. Cheers to our breakfast Bye. at midnight. Cheers to that. <laughs> I don't know about you, but... I'm feeling this, this dream. This cocktail. Da, 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 da.